0: Time now for Buck Banter with your host, Alpine ISD Superintendent, Dr. Michelle Reinhardt. Good morning, Alpine, and good morning, Martin. How are you today?
1: Wonderful, Michelle. Glad you're here today.
0: Yes, excited to be back in. Happy July 7th. I hope everyone had a wonderful 4th of July this week. There's an amazing parade and then festivities. Lots of at... things
1: going on this oh, entire area, yes.
0: Yes, I think many of us are still recovering from a wonderful, <laughs> but kind of a tiring and, week but it's as really, well.
1: It's not completely over because in Marathon, uh, they have their 4th of July dances tonight.
0: That's so fun. Yes. So, yep, it continues. It continues. So, welcome back everyone to Buck Banner. We are going to jump in and kind of talk about uh, three different things today. Looking back on one year of this show, which is exciting. I'm also going to share with y'all about a board, uh, sorry, a resolution that the Alpine ISD Board of Trustees adopted just last week and tell you a little bit about the statewide attention that that's getting and highlight some work we've made on community partnerships over the past year. So we're going to jump right in and then we'll wrap up by looking forward to the start of the next school year coming, as you said earlier. Martin, just six weeks away. It'll be here wild. before you know it. Yes. So as I was preparing for today's show, I was thinking, I was looking back at our notes from each show. And one year ago today, well, one year ago tomorrow, Martin, uh, was when we did our very first episode of Buck Banner, which is so exciting. Happy so, anniversary. Happy anniversary. This is our 26th episode, which is also pretty amazing. We do this every other week, so we only missed one time out of a whole year, which is and awesome. Props
1: to you doing it all through the summer. Well, <laughs> you know.
0: Yes, yes. And we've enjoyed it. Lots to to share about. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, how we imagined this show a year ago, and Martin, your openness to, to doing something like this, but also what we've been able to accomplish through the show. And so each, uh, each every every other week when we come on, um, on the airwaves, the purposes of the show are to celebrate the great things that our kids are doing, um, to highlight upcoming events, and then celebrate recent events within the district, to talk about some different nuanced issues and provide some additional education on those issues to our community, uh, to tell the great stories, uh, to tell the stories of the great things happening in Alpine ISD every day, and also to discuss the real challenges we face and what we can do about them. So we try to have absolutely positive elements as well, but it's also a real talk show in terms of talking about some of the very real challenges we face and how we are going to overcome them. So uh, excited about, about that. Thank you to everyone who's been listening in and providing feedback or um, ideas for other things for us to discuss. We really appreciate that. And and kind of celebrating our one-year anniversary, we recently just um, started uploading a podcast version of this show. So if you can't listen live Friday morning, you can listen to the recordings on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or our website. So great way to just stay connected with what's going on in Alpine ISD. It
1: certainly is fantastic that you're doing that.
0: Yes, and thank you, Martin, and to the Alpine Radio Show for your uh, station for being willing to take on this project and um, and take part in it every other week. We appreciate it. We.
1: Well, Enjoy doing it
0: awesome so from there I'm going to pivot a little bit and we're going to talk about um, a resolution that the Alpine ISD Board of trustees adopted just last week and this is a pretty bold move on behalf of our school board definitely a stand of leadership on behalf of our community on behalf of our kids so just last week our Board of trustees adopted a resolution in response to state underfunding of rural schools and so I want to take you back to like how did this come about where did this come from at some of the budget workshop meetings we've been doing this summer, preparing for our 23-24 budget, board members were really aghast at the current funding within the district that we're getting from the state and also our future funding projections, right? It's even more dire looking ahead because of some of the changes that are coming from the state unless there's legislative action. And so those board members wanted to do something, right? It's not a problem we can fix locally, but to take a stand and say, this is not okay. And yes, we are seven hours away from Austin, but we matter and our kids matter and we want our voices to be heard. And so they um, charged us with drafting up a resolution that would explain um, where we're at with funding and also outline some solutions. So they adopted that last week at last week's meeting and we released it publicly just yesterday and already um, it's getting some pretty strong statewide attention. It's already been viewed and responded to about 21,000 times on social media, which is awesome. Um, Other boards are looking at it as well and saying, we're in a similar boat, we should consider passing a resolution like this, So, which is part of our our goal in this is how do we raise our voices together about the current state of things. So today, I won't read through the whole resolution, I'm just going to highlight a couple parts of it, but I encourage you to go and find a copy of it online, read through it to see the many factors that are resulting in our underfunding. So I want to highlight just two paragraphs from um, the first page, which talks a little bit about the specific factors that culminate in persistently underfunding Alpine ISD and many other rural districts across the state. We're not we're not in this alone. So here's uh, one of those two paragraphs states, whereas the state of Texas is positioned with a thirty two billion dollar budget surplus. We've talked about that before, Martin, one point four billion of which. Is, not, is from not paying school districts their full current allotments due to CAD comptroller disputes over the last biennium. A problem the state could solve for 230 plus districts and 670,000 students across Texas with a legislative solution, specifically moving to current tax year collections. So we've talked about this issue before. What I wanted to highlight here is while we've talked about it through an Alpine ISD lens, hey, we lose $900,000 a year. We lost $500,000 this year to this CAD comptroller dispute. Um, We're not alone in that. There are 200 other districts in the state in a similar position. This affects not just Alpine's 1,000 students, but 670,000 students statewide to the tune of $1.4 billion. And so we're part of a coalition that's leading a statewide initiative to connect those schools to say, you know, when Alpine ISD tells this story, we have limited impact. That is, if we can get half of those 230 districts to stand up and say enough, and to tell the story of what that underfunding is doing at their schools, then we think we can um, really lead some change at the legislative level. Hopefully we can be the squeaky wheel that gets the grease. Yes, and the uh, the more of us on board with that, the bigger the wheel becomes. It's part it of our is. conjecture. So that's part of the resolution. I'll highlight one other um, paragraph here as well. Again, something we've talked about before. Whereas Alpine ISD has enacted many local measures to address the district's chronic underfunding, including increasing funding and increasing internal efficiencies... However, true financial reform for rural districts requires state legislative action to fix funding formula inequities that are causing this persistent underfunding. And we've talked about this before too. Lots that we're doing locally, and we will continue to do those things. But we're at a point where it takes state action and state leadership to really solve. We can. We can. On. And there's only so much we can do. We shared a post just this morning. You can check it out on our social media pages Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter about districts um, that are in much worse situations than Alpine in terms of losing money to CAD control. I'll give you an example. There are some districts that lose $2,000, even $3,000 per child per child due to this issue. Now, Alpine, where we know this is a critical issue, we only I'm using air quotes, y'all, only lose $1,000 per child. Oh, right. Minor amount. No, that's a massive amount. But imagine, 000. imagine if it was losing to 2000 or 3000 a student. There's districts don't have to imagine that, that is their reality. So we're working with them to to solve that um, statewide. So the resolution outlines some of the causes of our persistent underfunding, but we don't stop there, right? It's not enough to say, hey, this is a problem. Let's provide our legislators with solutions to be able to solve those. So on the second page of the resolution, the board calls on Governor Greg Abbott, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, and the Speaker of the House, Dade Phelan to move on four specific solutions and here's what they are first to prioritize adequately funding all texas public schools at least to the allotment levels set by current state law so when we talk about alpine isd loses one thousand dollars per student that means we're not getting the amount that state law says we're supposed to get at least pay us that much right Second part is fix the intentional underfunding and financial punishment of school districts for CAD comptroller disputes by calculating a district's local share of funding based on our local collections, not our state-assigned values. The idea here being keep schools out of CAD comptroller disputes. The state can figure that out with CADs on their own. Don't punish schools for any of those issues. And then third, increase the state minimum salary schedule for teachers and provide additional sufficient funding specifically to rural districts to help them fund teacher salary increases. Almost every district in Texas that pays close to the state minimum salary, which is about $33,660 um, Almost every one of the districts that pays close to that is a rural district, and there's a reason for that. We don't have the same economies of scale to be able to pay competitive salaries. And so we're calling on the state to include specific funding to rural districts to help us make teaching salaries be a living wage. And then fourth, address the root causes of persistent underfunding of rural school districts so that all Texas communities can continue to be served by their local public schools. This kind of underfunding for rural schools is not sustainable over time. And we want to speak up now while we can to say we need to be on a different path. So I wanted to thank the Alpine ISD Board of Trustees for their leadership and their advocacy in taking on this resolution. It is a bold move to, to put your name to something like this, to put this out there. We've had a lot of great feedback from other districts um, and from people across the state saying good for y'all for standing up for what's right. So
1: we know uh, if the governor will actually see this?
0: Good question. We are going to try through every possible channel. So let me tell you what we've done with this already and then what will happen next. So we have already sent this on to legislators onto different advocacy groups that we're involved with who have strong relationships at the Capitol. Um, We have sent this to other superintendents across the state, um, as well as including a template version of the resolution, so if they want to uh, consider, possibly write, or adopt their own version, they they don't have to start from scratch, they can start with the research we've already done. Um, And then, yes, we're sending copies directly to the governor, the lieutenant governor, and the speaker of the House's office as well. But really, our plan for this is the more publicity we can get around this, the more districts that pass similar resolutions will get um, kind of up to a tipping point of publicity, if you will, that it will cross the right people's desks. So that's what we're hoping for. And as I shared earlier, really looking to band rural districts together across geography in order to address state underfunding of rural texas schools
1: well hats off to the board for this resolution
0: yeah they did great they did great all right so i'm going to pivot again we're going to talk a little bit about community partnerships and this comes out of a meeting i was at even uh, just last night but i wanted to first start by talking about one of our district's um, goals and objectives and this is one we've talked about before but i'll circle back to it One of our objectives is to create and support partnerships with local governments, schools, community organizations, and individuals to promote collaborations geared towards shared benefits for Alpine ISD students in the community. And it's this idea that when we work together, we can create benefits that otherwise none of us could do alone. And so I wanted to uh, take y'all to a meeting I was at last night. It's called the Alpine Community Leaders Huddle, and I'm so glad that our city manager, Megan Antrim, kind of convened us all together. It's a monthly meeting with myself, the Sol Ross State University president, the mayor of Alpine, city manager, county judge, Alpine Business Alliance leaders, Alpine Community Projects leaders, and others where we all come together and we look at The things we're specifically working on to help Alpine flourish and how we can help each other in those avenues. And so really we're looking to foster interagency collaboration, right? There are opportunities, uh, there's problems that the district's trying to solve that maybe we don't have resources or opportunities for, but maybe the county's aware of something or the city's aware of something, or maybe there's something we want to do that no one organization can afford on their own, but if everyone kind of chips in a piece, then it becomes a sustainable avenue. And so Uh, had that meeting last night it was a a great time of collaboration Um, an example of some of the actions that are coming out of that we're looking at potentially funding a a shared grant writer position, say, potentially across the county, the city, and the district. Each of us as entities kind of research and try to apply for our own grants. That's very time-consuming, and it would be helpful to have a person who really is dedicated to that. And knows how to do it. Knows how to do it, can specialize in it, and can think across those agencies. Um, But it's hard for each of those agencies to afford a full-time position. So what might it look like for there to be somebody who's doing that work on behalf of the entire city and or county as well. So this group thinks about what are the persistent issues we're each trying to solve and what ap- opportunities do we have together to solve these? So I'll give you an example from last night. We were talking about um, one particular thorny issue. I mean, we talked about it a lot. I can't remember which one we're specifically talking about. If it was affordable housing, how do we get more housing here for, um, for our families and for our workers? Or if it was talking about, man, we'd love to have a skilled trade center here. What would that look like? Um, And I remember as we were talking about it, it felt impossible, right? We're like, "That, that just feels so far away or that would take so much work or so much money or so much, I don't know how we'd even get there. And someone spoke up in the meeting and said, wait a second, that's how we felt a year ago about a childcare center here in Alpine. A year ago, we were saying, how could that ever happen? But look what we've done in the past year, they said, it's opening next month. And that was such a testament to the power of these collaborations when we come together and say, hey, this is a persistent problem we want to solve and leverage group resources to try to figure that out. So along those lines, I wanted to give a quick update on our child care center because we're so excited to be opening it in just over a month. Y'all, it is a rush to the finish, right? And I guess we do this every summer because that was our conversation a year ago on our first show, Martin, when we were talking about Alpine High School and rushing to get it open on time. We're in the same boat with the child care center. It's a Good, it's a good spot to be in. So a couple updates here. Just a reminder that Alpine ISD received $500,000 in grant funds to launch a new community child care center with up to 50 spots for children aged six weeks through three years of age. This will be opening in August. We don't have a set date yet. We're still working on that as everything kind of comes together over the next few weeks. We're doing some renovations um, at the admin building on West Saul Ross Avenue. A third of that building will be the child care center. So we're talking flooring, touching up walls, paint, building an outdoor playground, those kind of things. We have furniture arriving in just a few weeks. So those things are going to kind of happen in tandem. And we're currently hiring as well. So we're looking for childcare leads and assistance. So if you know somebody who loves kids and wants to be a part of a great um, organization, they can go to our website to find out more and to apply. We will also, um, we've opened, I should say, the enrollment for childcare spots. And so that information is going out. You'll see it on multiple um, social media platforms as well. And so it's just such a, it's an exciting time that we're able to do this. It's a very busy time as we pull it together all in the last few weeks. But it shows the promise of these kinds of collaborations across organizations, and also it shows how we can go from a persistent challenge to a solution in just one year.
1: The journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. That's
0: exactly right. Exactly right. So we're excited about that and excited to welcome our new littlest bucks to Alpine ISD in just a few weeks. So as we wrap up here today, and I think about you know what, we're, what we've talked about today, the show, the board resolution, community partnerships, my kind of summary as we wrap up is this is a great time of year to take stock of the great progress we've made together over the last year, but also to look ahead expectantly to what comes next. So that's my segue to our next show, which will be the last week of July, I believe. And then we're only going to be a couple weeks away from the start of the school year. And so we'll be talking about the 23-24 school year and all the excitement that comes then. If you if you're a teacher or you're a parent, you're like, I'm not ready to think about that yet. Don't. That's still at least three weeks away. And then there's another three weeks till school. Enjoy your summer. But in the background, we're working hard to prepare for an amazing 23 24 school year.
1: And doing a great job of it.
0: Thank you. Go Bucks.
1: You have been listening to Buck Banter. Buck Banter is brought to you every other Friday at this time by the Alpine. ISD